The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. For more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith, Certified Financial Planner and CEO of Seattle-based wealth management firm, Empirical Wealth Management. Empirical Investing Radio is a show designed to teach you prudent techniques to help you preserve and grow your capital and uh, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Today we have a special guest from the Empirical Wealth Management Office, Principal uh, Certified Financial Planner, Mike Van Sant, joining us. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks a lot for having me, Ken. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on. Mike is one of our key lead advisors uh, here in the Seattle office and uh, a partner of the firm. Ethan's off on a lavish vacation today <laughs> as we record this. Um, duty calls, Mike. Duty calls. So, uh, Mike, I appreciate you filling those rather large shoes. And big headphones. <laughs> So today, Mike, uh, on the show, I thought we would continue our conversation that, that Ethan and I were having last week about the article I was reading about home ownership, whether or not it's overrated, and uh, we were going to talk a little bit about um, the mortgage payoff decision. We didn't get to that. We ran out of time. Before we do that, though, I want to kind of go over some of the news. It seems to be all over the media about uh, Galleon hedge fund manager Roger Rajat. Them, uh, being convicted of insider trading. And uh, before we do that, though, I'd like to give out our contact information. Uh, if you would like to email us, maybe you have a question or comment about the show, we would love to answer your question on the show if you're interested. Shoot us an email, uh, contact at empiradio.com. That's contact at empiradio.com. Or call us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. And if you are interested in a free financial checkup, we are offering at least once per month to uh, for listeners of the show to do a retirement plan and portfolio analysis Completely free of charge. Gratis, Mike. Too Gratis. good to be true. Too good to be true. Too good to be true. And um, so give us a call if you're interested in that at the same number or email us and let us know. We'd be happy to do that. There's no obligation <clears throat> to work with us, excuse me, uh, on the firm level, but we'd love to help you. And for listening to the show, we want to 
We want to do that as well. And if you have any questions, maybe you're making a, a big financial decision, uh, like should I pay off my home mortgage? When should I take Social Security? Uh, should I get term life insurance or should I be buying permanent life insurance? What should I be doing with my estate plan? How should I structure my investments? Maybe you've gone through a transition, a divorce, death in the family, something of that nature that's changed your financial circumstances. These are the types of things that guys like Mike and other certified financial planners here deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, and we'd love to help you out any way we can with that. That's what we do. Um, and in our firm, we don't ever sell any type of product. So we don't sell insurance products. We don't put a plan together that coincidentally leads you to a recommendation in which we generate a large commission of any kind. And uh, for being a listener of the show, we're not even going to charge you for this work. We'd love to be able to help you out with that. And if you're willing, let us, let us go through the case or the, the question on the air. Furthermore, if you are an investment advisor out there, a broker or a financial professional that is looking for a change or you're looking to move into an independent model, uh, fee-only, either percentage of assets under management or a hourly kind of arrangement, we're a well-established firm and we're looking to provide help to clients all around the country. Give us a call and we'd love to talk with you about how... Um, you know, if you want to send us your resume and a little background information, you can do that also at the contact at empiradio.com and, uh, and or give us a call at the firm 1-800-923-4307. And that happens to be something that Mike, who's joining us today, is, is really heading up our relationship with bringing new advisors on board and into our team. So feel free to give us a call and ask for Mike Van Sant. Well, Mike... Let's uh, let's let's jump into uh, today's discussion. Great. Um, you know, maybe we'll start with the uh, the news. Actually, oh boy, it's pretty pretty interesting. I'm I excited. Think. Yeah. Um. All right. It's our news clip. Nice work, Simon. So, a federal jury convicted Galleon Group founder. Raj, Roger, Roger, oh man, we joked about this before. It's Ro Roger Ratnam, Roger Ratnam, Ratnam. I think we're going to call him Raj going forward. Let's do Raj, Roger, Roger Ratnam. They did a pretty good job on CNBC. I was watching this morning, and I was waiting for the guy to to choke up. I forgot what one of the main guys is, but uh, what his name is. But Chris, Chris Hearns, is that? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they convicted him on 14 counts of securities fraud and conspiracy, Mike. All counts as well. All counts, providing the U.S. with a significant win in a push to prosecute insider trading on Wall Street and in corporate America. I'm reading this right out of the online Wall Street Journal uh, headline, Galleon founder convicted on all counts in insider trading trial. Uh, the verdict by the 12-member jury following 11 days of deliberation capped a blockbuster trial that started in early March and featured 45 wiretaps. Uh, so be careful, Mike, with who you're calling and what you're talking about. Uh, showing how the hedge fund executive trafficked in insider tips provided to him by a web of contacts at top tier, at the top tier of, of American business. Um, and this is disturbing and was disturbing to me on a variety of levels, Mike, and I know you are, also have very strong feelings about this. Um, 
You know, it's very critical to our financial system that there is fair and equitable dissemination of information. Uh, and insider trading is, is an extremely damaging, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's very damaging to the free market system. Mm -hmm. Because if people, if investors lose faith in the fairness of the, of the market system, it really uh, can ruin our capital market system. Definitely. And, which ultimately can affect our economy because companies that need to, capital to grow go to the markets to issue equities and bonds. Um, and if and if the game is isn't fair, people aren't going to aren't going to invest their money there. Definitely, they're not going to trust it. Definitely. Um, I don't know how you feel. If you have some comments you want to throw in here. No, I definitely I agree <coughs> with you. I mean, um, uh, here in this country specifically, we have a pretty uh, regulated and uh, stock exchange, and and obviously, inside information is frowned upon and illegal. Uh, it's also very hard to stop, I think, in, in a lot of different ways. And one of the, the key pieces from the trials that happened is the, the federal government took some of the, the pages out of the playbook that they fought the, the mob with, and they're taking it to the Wall Street mob. And uh, I think it really goes to show you that uh, you know, crime doesn't pay. And, and I also think that's why uh, our country uh, isn't really expected to have as high of a return as a lot of emerging markets that we kind of wrote about back in the day of how we expect emerging market returns to be at a premium to domestic markets, not because of the higher growth rate, but because of, in, in part of a lot of the other risks that go along with that, including much less regulation in those markets. Well, the the penalty for, for Raj, or, or, or your, your buddy Raj here, mm -hmm. um, is looks like up to 20 years prison time per count per, per count but i i was watching that they typically won't make those uh, i don't know what the word is successive oh, okay. um, so they'll they'll likely combine some of those but okay. it hopefully it'll be i think you know i hope he goes in for as long as possible <laughs> uh they they lock up put him in lockdown and and i and i hope he gets some enjoyable treatment from some of the other <laughs> uh, some of the other guys uh, in there, but I mean that's not really my thing. But I think a message does need to be sent Definitely. because, and it really, um, I find this whole thing about greed and, and these very well positioned and very wealthy individuals who feel the need to go out and do this, um, you know, illegally. They're not they're not willing to play the game fairly. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I think is another testament to our investment philosophy um, because you know they talk about in the Wall Street Journal how he was one of the most educated and well-informed investors on Wall Street if so why do you need to cheat definitely that's a good you know if you can question. beat the market if you're if you're such a bright guy and you have access to all why do you have to cheat the system and maybe to just explain for those of you who don't aren't you know involved heavily in Wall Street jargon but insider trading is the notion or the idea of getting information before it's publicly released to all market participants and then transacting on that. And typically that comes because executives and key people at firms, and it doesn't necessarily have to be key people, but people who have access to information, they get that um, in advance of the rest of the group. And if they leak that information where they um, make investment decisions or trades 
before that is publicly disseminated, that's called insider trading. And a couple examples, Mike, of that, uh, you know, in the article they, they give one is uh, with, re- with relating, relating to Goldman, uh, Goldman Sachs, this guy Rajat Gupta was a board member of Goldman, and he uh, shared with Raj, the hedge fund guy, uh, in advance of a public announcement that Warren Buffett was, was set to uh, put $5 billion of capital into the firm. And um, Raj went out and went ahead and bought shares based on that information. Then the information was publicly disseminated. The price of the stock shot up. And uh, subsequently, when um, the, the, when, inf- when information was passed on from this Gupta following a board meeting, um, Mr. Gupta tells uh, Raj that Goldman earnings will be below expectations before it's fairly released. Um, he went ahead and sold all his shares uh, before that, and then later the shares subsequently declined. So it's a perfect example. Now, this went on in a variety of ways. This is just one example presented. So he made money on both sides. He he bought before Warren Buffett bought, and he sold before the company released the earnings. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. So once wasn't enough for him. Yeah. And that standard of information being released was overhauled in the past decade, I believe. Uh, uh, in, it used to be where analysts could get access to some information mm-hmm. events. Now that has to be really put out in a, in a broad, publicly disseminated format. And it brings fairness and equity to the market system we have. Um, let's, we, we're coming up on our first break here. Mike, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about this late-breaking news. We'll can't, be right back. Can't wait. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism 
autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies. Children are recovering with well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines. Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcast each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Welcome back to the show, Empirical Investing Radio. Again, uh, if you want to give us a, a shout, um, when I, we'd love to help you out, answer any questions you have, or if you have any ideas for a program uh, concepts, contact at empiradio.com or 1-800-923-4307. And remember, we're offering to do a, re- a free retirement plan and analysis financial checkup for uh, uh, first listener that, that gives us a contact in the month here. And uh, also, if we do play uh, a question, uh, maybe you don't want a full-blown financial plan or any of that, but you just want to get a question answered and uh, give some examples. Maybe you're trying to make a decision of buying, renting a home, leasing a car versus buying a car, insurance, estate planning, investment decisions. Shoot us uh, If you shoot us an email uh, and or let us read um, and talk about your question on the air. We'll be happy to send you a free one of our a free book, a free copy of one of our favorite investment books. So thanks a lot, Mike. We're talking about this news out today uh, about the Galleon Hedge Fund um, founder Raj Rod Jarrettnam. Nice job. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and the fact that he was convicted on all fourteen counts of securities fraud and conspiracy, and uh, Going into the break, we were just, you know, kind of talking about what insider trading is and the need to um, restrict it and make sure that markets are fair. But there are a couple other things we wanted to talk about and the implications of, you know, as financial advisors helping our clients to find, define what is success in fi- in finan- being financially successful. Yeah. Part of that is knowing when you have enough. Yeah. And these are guys, him, uh, Raj, you got Bernie Madoff, you've got a whole list um, 
of, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched those American Greed shows on I CBC. Have, I have, yeah. And you see these guys, and even after they've achieved wealth beyond 99% of what us in America would say is, hey, the wealthy, they continue to engage in unethical, um, very risky behavior. And oftentimes when they get caught, um, you know, then, you know, they, they realize, hey, I shouldn't have done this or that, or they, you know, flee the country or whatever they try to do. Well, we also had a real good example right yeah. here in Washington with Meridian. All right, the the Meridian uh, um, real estate deal. But you know, I, the, the begs the question, what's wrong with these guys? You know, yeah. is it are they just criminals who, rather than, you know, petty theft and selling drugs and things, they happen to be educated criminals? And so it's, it's just in their nature that hurting other people and, you know, basically gaining financial wealth by dishonest means is part of their DNA? Um, or is it, I mean, because clearly a lot of these guys could make the income, make a reasonable amount of income without having to yeah. engage in that. I mean, I understand so it, sometimes on a, the lower levels of, of wealth there that, that people are doing, doing crimes to just survive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fascinating to me. And uh, we talked about why. You're yeah, asking you're, why you're a drug dealer and you've made a hundred million dollars. What keeps these guys in it yeah. with the risks that they face daily? Yeah. And it must be some psychological. I mean, we study the behavioral finance, um, char- you know, traits that we that we deal with, uh, the issues that we deal with, and um, maybe part of it is that as you achieve that next level of wealth, you know, you're after that excitement of going after it, mm-hmm. and it becomes more and more risks that you need to take to get that same, you know, level of... That, that high. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're you're onto something. It, it, you know, it's a little bit sociopath, but I, I think they are trying to... They, there's a thrill of it, and it's not about the dollars anymore. And, and I also think there's uh, a characteristic of the curse of knowledge. I mean, they've, they've been so successful in the past, I think it will go on forever. And then I think there gets a little bit of a God complex that goes along with it as well, that... Um, especially with wealth, I think uh, a lot of wealth sometimes translates into you're above the law. And, and I'm, I'm very excited about these convictions today because um, not that I see it firsthand. I, I, it, it seems to be that insider trading sometimes looked at like uh, jaywalking. It's, it's not really a crime. And if it is a crime, uh, my wealth will get me away from any serious penalty or jail time. Well, I think they estimated about 60, as uh, I was reading the article, 60-some billion uh, million dollars that they identified as um, gains or lo- avoided losses that he was able to uh, um, to garner as a result of this insider trading mm-hmm. that, that accounts. Well, and the other element of it we were talking about um, was what does all this mean? To investors, mm-hmm. you know, and it, there's another related article. I mean, there's tons of them in here about investors' doubt verdict will fix market's flaws. And um, I'm just reading it says a uh, <clears throat> investor, uh, Javon Anand, 62, semi-retired utilities manager in LA, who's been investing for more than two decades. D- decades says he no longer trades individual stocks after concluding that price movements were being driven by too much insider trading. Mm-hmm. And he says no high-profile convictions are likely to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our philosophy has been one in which individuals should not be trading in, in individual stocks 
if they're serious about investing, mm-hmm. if they're doing it as an as a uh, gambling exercise, hobby, hobby, speculation, um, alternative to going to the casino, that's a whole different notion. But if you're a serious investor, you really need to study the science about investing and mm-hmm. realize that. You have no business trading individual stocks, aside from any of your views about insider trading. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we had the Enron or scandal or the financial crisis, for the last decade plus that we've been doing portfolios, I mean, for me, it's been 16 years now that I've been in this, and I've never advised that someone should be buying a handful of stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one way to avoid these things, but yet... Don't throw, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater because it's in the, you can't deny that, that capital markets, stock markets, for example, have generated inflation beating uh, wealth, you know, building uh, returns. Mm-hmm. If, if you did nothing more than participate on a broad level, mm-hmm. where this idea that, that Wall Street put forward and convinced uh, people that somehow in order to be successful, they needed to be trading stocks frequently mm-hmm. um, and trading in and out, out of hot areas. Um, how that got started, I mean, is entirely based on nonsense, you know, on a sales well, scheme. It's based on their own benefit. Right. Obviously, the more investors trade stocks, the more commissions they make, the more uh, advice they're willing to pay for. So it's a very self-serving um, prophecy. And uh, I think the evidence shows, is we're very evidence-based here, is that, no, you don't make money that way. As a matter of fact, you, you're you very uh, statistically likely to underperform the broad market, not to mention that you're taking a lot more risk, a lot more costs, and paying a lot more taxes. That's true. So, you know, it's, it's as, an, as an investor, the implication should be that, hey, I'm not, you, you mentioned an article uh, or you forwarded me an article, Mike, about Generation Xers and how they're more savers than investors. Mm-hmm. And how, um, oh, yeah, nice. Simon's grabbing a little sandwich here. Oh, the show. break time? <laughs> uh, did he bring us a beverage? I don't think he did. That's not right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't feel so good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm just kidding. You, you eat it, Simon. <laughs> nice little bagel sandwich he has there. Looks real healthy. Mm. But uh, the implication here, Mike, when when you have an Enron situation is, you know, the you, you can't stop um, or or remove yourself thinking that the game is fixed. Mm-hmm. You have to stay involved and engaged. But you should use these uh, these incidents as an opportunity to say, is there a better way than what I've been doing? Mm-hmm. Particularly if you've been burnt by one of these companies. Um, you know whether it was an Enron type of situation, WorldCom, World any of that kind of stuff, or if it's um, Washington now, Mutual. Uh, to me, you could look at Enron and WorldCom as there was um, uh, misdealings and illegal activities, or Washington Mutual where there wasn't just yeah. bad decision making. The results the same. You lost it all. All the more reason to you know I've met with client after client or investor after investor, where they say, well, the whole thing is fixed, whether it's the CEOs of the companies Mm -hmm. are dirty, and so they're cooking the books, and you can't really believe what the accountants are saying about Mm -hmm. the earnings and blah, 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 or it's the Wall Street fat cats, um, and the game is rigged, right, because they have all the 
insider information. And so basically they're peddling the crap to the individual investor. Mm -hmm. The solution, in my view, is, is always the same, that, well, you take our approach to investing, which is the scientific approach. It mm -hmm. says you diversify like crazy. You look at where returns come from. They have to be related to risk at some level. Mm -hmm. So stocks versus bonds, stocks are riskier as a group of, of assets. They should afford a higher rate of return, and traditionally they have, given you have a long enough time horizon to realize that return. Definitely. Within stocks, there's some, uh, the academics and some bright uh, researchers have found that there's some meaningful ways of dividing up the stock market um, based on risk parameters mm -hmm. that are meaningful. So when I say meaningful, well, geez, if I, if I invest in smaller companies versus a group of larger companies, there tends to be more risk in that group. So uh, I, I should expect to get a reward there, yeah, potentially. And, w um, and we do over time. And, and you see that emerge. But there is a lot of investment strategies out there. I mean a lot, a, the vast majority of them that are not based on any fundamental research that can be proven to uh, be of value, yet they exist primarily because of the money behind pitching these things. Let's take a quick break, Mike. We'll come back and we'll, we'll pick up on this topic. For sure. Be right back. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Listen up. Conceive Magazine is now on the air, live and on demand on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Hosted by Kim Han, founder of Conceive Magazine. Conceive On Air offers comfort and emotional support to women contemplating starting or expanding their family by consulting noted professional experts and by sharing the insights and experiences of others. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. 
Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to the show. Sitting with Michael Van Sant, Certified Financial Planner and Principal with Empirical Wealth Management. Mike? How you doing, Ken? Not nearly as good looking as Ethan as well. Well, that's debatable. Well, thank you. I'm sure if, we, if your wife was here, she would have a, a differing <laughs> view about that. I sure hope so. So, <laughs> I know there was an April Fool's joke um, <laughs> at one point in time, but we're not here to discuss that. Oh, boy. So we're talking about uh, the news of the day here, and we've been discussing the uh, the uh, conviction of Raj Rajaratnam, well fourteen done. counts uh, for insider securities fraud. Um, basically, he was trading on inside information, mm-hmm. and we'd gotten to the point where we were talking about the practical implications for individual investors out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's interesting when they survey the Wall Street Journal, surveying different investors and what their view is on this. But our philosophy has always been, you know, the way you combat any single individual or market uh, company um, committing fraud or just simply being um, unfortunate in terms of maybe their business model doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, that's called, you know, unsystematic risk or company-specific risk. Also known as unrewarded risk. Unrewarded risk is you diversify. It is the, if there is a silver bullet, that is it, mm-hmm. that you own every company in the market so that you won't be scammed by anyone. Yeah. Um, and the market as a whole prices in the fact that some companies will go under. Mm-hmm. And so the return, that must be provided by stocks as a whole in order to provide a premium over buying treasuries or other less risky securities Mm -hmm. is that it has to price in. Some companies are going to go bankrupt, so the rest of the group has got to offer me a return Mm -hmm. that is going to be commensurate with the risk I'm taking. But uh, you don't get rewarded, and we were saying how this individual that they quoted was saying, hey, I don't trade individual stocks anymore Mm -hmm. because of the insider trading. And What's funny about that is you should have never been trading individual stocks, not because of insider trading, mm-hmm. but because of the track record of those who try to pick individual stocks, even the professionals that have all the resources of these so-called corrupt companies out there um, who pay these guys to pick stocks can't beat the market mm-hmm. consistently and beyond any statistical significance, You know, basically what we would expect to happen randomly. Because they can't do it, <clears throat> why would you as an individual believe you do, you could do it? Yeah, You're just completely ignoring the research and the evidence on this topic, if you believe so. It's, I don't think it's any different than thinking you can walk into uh, a casino time after time and walk away a winner. 
obviously the casinos do very good business, so lots of people do believe that, but I think any logical person would argue with that belief. It would be pretty hard to argue with those statistics once you have mm-hmm. the understanding of them. So, you know, that's that's something that if there is a lesson to be learned, um, it is, look, I need to reevaluate my approach, not because as these things occur, um, because of this item specifically, it should have been, but if that's what it does, if it takes to get you to reexamine how you're yeah. investing, great. Yeah, We I, just want you to make better decisions. Yeah, if, if, if it's insider trading that... Um, Forces you to to own a diversified group of stocks. Uh, we prefer in a passive uh, situation. Great if it's poor performance that motivates you to own a diversified group of stocks. Great. We'd love to save people the trouble of going through either one of those experiences and let us share with you a little bit more of how we build portfolios and and the results and the risk associated with it. And our our advice to you implicitly is that while these while the, the media loves to grab a hold of these and and really these types of events, because it does draw attention, right, for them, and they're in the business of selling advertising here. Don't let it guide your financial decisions. Mm-hmm. Don't let this stuff derail you from a sound investment strategy, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if I may add to that, I mean, uh, I think our experiences are always going to guide us to our future decision-making, and, and uh, it, it could be hey, we go through a recession, then I don't want to invest, that happens too. And that's um, that can also be very uh, detrimental to your future well-being. Um, so uh, whatever the experience is that you had a bad time because of stock selection and you don't think it was fair because of insider trading or the company didn't run itself very well or there's also the markets do go down from time to time, please, please, please um, take a look at some of the research that either we can provide to you or other intelligent uh, sources to, to show, hey, there's a very scientific, empirical way to invest that can make you successful over your lifetime. We, we, we want that information in your hands. Mike, you had talked about, or you forwarded an article to me about uh, gen, the Generation X um, group and how, how they're investing mm-hmm. or lack of investing going mm-hmm. on there. You Would you mind sharing that? Because I think it's very relatable to you know, what we're saying here about don't let recent news or events drive your investment decision-making. Okay. But the longer-term, use the longer-term body of research that that has taught us how we should be looking at our investments and building our plans. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, uh, we, it doesn't look like we're going to have time to dive in it too much today about the effects of real estate. And, and as uh, I think most decision-making uh, is heavily weighted on recent experiences, and recent can be kind of relative, whether it's the last month or the last year or, or the last 10 years, but the article spoke about how Gen Xers are really not investing in the stock market because um, of the returns of the, and I, I assume they're talking about the U.S. stock market over the last decade. Right. The U.S. stock market now through March of, of this year uh, has annualized return at 3% a year. Um, just a couple of years ago, that 10-year number was a negative number. So it's not completely surprising that people would turn their back on stocks. And I don't think that's any different than it was in 1980 after a horrible decade of stock market returns in the 70s or 1940 after the Great Depression. People, uh, depending on how painful that period is, whether it's stocks or real estate, uh, the more pain that we endure, the more likely we are to 
kind of carry that forward and, and change our behavior. And the problem is that often leads to kind of exactly the opposite of what you want to do in investing, and that's you'd like to buy low and sell high. If you just uh, came through a tough decade like this and you don't, and after the markets had a tough decade, you no longer buy stocks, you're kind of going uh, in the face of a, a logical investment approach. So basically, you know, that if you are in that generation and you've been shying away from investing because you've been through these two market downturns throughout most of your adult wage earning and saving lifetime, mm -hmm. um, you have to you have to know your market. My encouragement is that you start doing some research and looking at and knowing your market history. Because if you're, if you're educated and you understand the longer-term dynamics of how markets work, you'll be less inclined to take your very, as you mentioned, this recency bias in the, in the world of psychology, market psychology. Take what's happened recently or during your limited experience um, and project that indefinitely into the future or make your decision solely based on what's going on. Um. So... What, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'd love to share kind of a, a real-life personal experience with the Gen Xer that I had during the recession. May I? Sure. Uh, Proceed. So, so one of my clients, uh, who is a very, very successful uh, businessman, and has a, a pretty substantial amount of wealth, especially for uh, a 30-year-old, uh, as we were going through the recession, he had a, you know, we have a very tight relationship like we do with our clients. And one part of what we do as an advisor is, really share with our clients the market history and really get to know their situation. So we build portfolios that will help them meet their objectives with the least amount of risk possible. But as we're going through the recession, and, and this client said, Mike, you know, I believe, the, I believe the history and I trust you implicitly. The problem is, is I've never made money in the stock market, so it's hard for me to act on that. Right. The happy ending to this story is that he did take our advice. He, he um, in that case, uh, rebalanced his portfolio, as I suggested, not taking on additional risk, but the risk that we agreed to take on pre-recession. And as we stand back, uh, you know, two years after the end of the uh, the market bottom. Talk to me. He's been rewarded handsomely. I think um, he, uh, <laughs> our relationship is strong, not because I told him I knew what the future held, but I, uh -huh. I, I, I think he believed in the, the market history, as you kind of um, speak about. Oh, that's great, Mike. Excellent, excellent story. So we got a couple minutes before our, our break on this segment, and we head into our our, our next segment. Um, and while we're on this Gen X thing, I just I came across another article um, that um, was in financialplanning.com here, and it was about Gen Xers um, being dissatisfied with their advisors. And I just thought it might as well throw that out while we're chatting here. Uh, it was just April 27th of 2011 um, by Ruthie Ackerman. It says, Gen Xers are more disgruntled with their advisors than any other generation, and they have reason to be. Those with advisors saw growth in their in their portfolios in 2010, but much less than their self-directed peers. Um, on Wednesday, Co Cogent Research released a report showing that affluent Gen X investors who relied on their own judgment instead of an advisor's in 2010, ended up ahead in terms of portfolio growth. The study is based on an online survey of 4,000 investors, um, including 730, 138 uh, fluent Gen Xers, um, between 29 and 44. In fact, only 42% with an advisor said they were satisfied with their advisor. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, we've got to take that break now, Mike. 
I mean, we come back, we can talk a little bit about it. Go ahead and wrap that last segment with our discussion about the home mortgage and that decision trade-off. A little, little nugget there. Great. We'll be, we'll be right back. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at EMPIRadio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Again, if you want to give us a call, 1-800-923-4307. Contact at EMPIRadio.com. What we are offering is a free financial checkup, which includes a retirement plan, and a portfolio analysis and portfolio strategy recommendation. Give us a call or email us if you want to take advantage of that. It's free and no obligation to work with our firm. It's because of the radio show that we're doing it and you're a listener. So if you 
want to give us a call for that, we'd be happy to provide it. And if you call us with a question, uh, any financial decision that you're looking at making and you want our second opinion on, um, again, I could be insurance. Should I have it? Do I have enough? Roth conversions. Roth conversions versus traditional. Which one should you be putting in? How much should you put in your 401k? Um, how should you allocate those investments? How much should you save out of your earnings? How much should you save your earnings? Um, should I buy a house, rent a place, lease a car, buy a car? I don't know. Whatever it is, we've got an answer for it. And you may not like it, but we've got an answer <laughs> for it. So give us a call. And if you do um, get us a question, we'll, be, we'll give you a, one of our favorite financial books. There's a whole list of recommended reading on our website. And um, we'll give you one of those, a copy of one of those books gratis. Is that free? Totally free. Um, so that's your first financial lesson. Don't pass up a free lunch when it's presented, Mike. Don't do it. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And education is one of the best investments. Um, I don't know, was it Ben Franklin? Mm. Who said Thomas Edison? One of those guys. One of those bright both guys. Pretty bright. Yeah. Um, anywho, Mike, we were talking about Generation X and how you know the, the market events and the recent things has caused them to be uh, more savers than investors, I think was the title of the article that you'd, or the premise of the article that you'd forwarded to me. Um, and we were saying, you really have to understand your market history and um, don't invest based on recent market events. Mm-hmm. Invest on the future and your time horizon and a, a thorough understanding of how markets work. Mm-hmm. Nothing completely out of the ordinary has happened. Um, and when I say out of the ordinary, nothing that hasn't happened before that we should be shocked about. Yeah. And we, we, we went through gr- the Great Depression. Um, we saw markets decline 80 percent in small caps plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that we had a 47% decline in the S&P in this re- recent financial crisis, and prior to that, what, 45 in the last, uh, in the tech bubble, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's not a fun thing to go through, but there are, are very sound approaches to fighting that, which is the right mix of the different asset classes mm-hmm. that you're utilizing to match up with your time horizon. So as we were talking about that article, I had come across this uh, why are Generation X investors so dissatisfied with their advisors? And we were reading a little bit about that, that, that 42% of the, the um, affluent Generation Xers with a financial advisor said they were, were actually satisfied. Um, so the preponderance are, are unsatisfied. But mm-hmm. what I think is interesting about this article, and I want to, you and I do it with the last five or six minutes we've got here, take issue with is, uh, let me read it to you. Please. And we'll get your, your reaction here. Uh-huh. But um, why would they like to switch? It says, yet these um, clients aren't sitting around waiting for something to change. About 51% report they're on the fence or likely to switch within the next year, much higher than any other generation. And why would they like to switch? Well, Gen Xers uh, say they are dissatisfied with the advisor's communication, investment performance, and ability to navigate and react to changing market conditions a critical skill in this volatile market environment. I want to pause on that. Um, there could be a couple of other things going on here, uh, Mike. And one we know historically, because the premise of this article is that they, that that those with advisors are uh, didn't perform as well as those without mm-hmm. the self-directed. We know that there is a huge bias 
for self-directed investors, they overestimate their investment returns. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they don't even understand what they got. Mm -hmm. When they're forced to give a guess, it's systematically much higher than when it's actually audited. Mm -hmm. That is a um, documented mm -hmm. bias <laughs> that has been shown in experiments by behavioral finance guys. So that could be one thing. Um, it's not just in finance. We all think we're better looking than we actually are as well. That's true. And right, we all think we're average drivers. Better above than average, average yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We all have a tendency to, to have, have a little bit of overconfidence bias, but also a more positive present of how we've done. Present company excluded. Present Yeah, we're, we're very self-aware here <laughs> um, and very humble, <laughs> of course. Um, the other thing that I would take issue with, and, and if you're one of those people who are looking to switch advisors, I recommend you give us a call. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know based on, we look at the studies on what individual uh, performance has been. There's a great Dalbar study that gets put out. And I know our returns have been substantially better uh, than those than, than those returns of the individual investor group. Mm -hmm. And the, the funds that we, and investments that we use happen to be one of, um, I think they are the only fund company that has better returns, actual returns than reported uh, time-weighted returns, mm -hmm. um, the dollar-weighted returns. So the actual returns realized by the, our investors in these funds are better than what gets reported, um, and we've talked about that on a previous show. Mm -hmm. So that's something, you know, give us a call, and, and we'd be happy to talk to you about how we're helping clients. This part about um, navigate and react to a changing market conditions, that makes me nervous, as if you have a strategy in which you need to change because the market went down. Mm -hmm. And in our view... Or up. Right. Whatever the market's doing. I mean, what does changing market conditions mean to you, Mike? Uh, to me, it means the market's different than it was whichever period you're talking about before, whether it's the day before, the year before. Um, real estate was good. Real estate was bad. Commodities were good. Commodities bad. The market's always changing. That doesn't... That's, that is the market. So, I mean, when you say changing market conditions, I again, I don't know what they mean by that. Does it mean, hey, the, the market went down, so now it changed. We need to have a different approach. And now it, from March 9th, you know, our, our equity models are up over, what, 100 and some percent? Yeah. Um, I guess that's a change in market conditions. So now what yeah. do we do? Yeah. Um, now, the problem that I would take is that most individuals, their problem is that they constantly change as a result of changing market conditions. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have below index returns. Mm -hmm. After the market goes up, they want to buy stocks. Mm -hmm. After it goes down, they want to get out of stocks. And if advisors are saying, don't do that, I can't believe that you would be there would be criticism of that. I can believe it from the perspective of it's not intuitive and uh, investors left to their own devices have a very hard time with that. They want, they want to believe that you should be able to get me out before the market goes down and get me out in at the bottom. Well, and I also think that um, just like individual individual investors doing that, sometimes their advisors are doing that right. as well at the wrong time. So they Which, may have a reason. The approach that we take probably represents, at last I looked at, maybe less than 20% of how advisors and individuals are investing. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why we're not having that experience. Mm -hmm. That's all we have time for today. So we'll have to talk about the mortgage thing next week, Mike. Thanks for tuning in to Empirical Investing Radio, and uh, we'll see you next week.
We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.